It is Monday, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Heading Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. I am Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And together, we do this every single day, Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, as Scott and I try to guide everyone on their journey, their perilous journey, to head back to the window. So it's uh, good to see everybody in the house. David the Italian is here. J.C. Stone, D. from Detroit, says, let's get some winners. That's right. You got your Matthew Stafford winner there. Detroit's uh, Detroit's uh, favorite son, favorite ex-son, I guess. Scott, did you enjoy the game? Uh, the game I found kind of odd because, on one hand, it was close. Came down to the wire. One possession game like I thought it would be, which is why the Bengals ended up covering in the end. But, and yet, so, I mean, that part was good. As a whole, we got to be honest, right? I mean, the second half was brutal to watch. <laughs> I mean, for about a quarter and a half, nobody did anything. You had the 75-yard touchdown to Higgins to start. Then a dry spell, which felt like, I don't know, three years. <laughs> and then you had the Stafford drive at the end for the touchdown. But everything in between was just so painful to watch. It was just punt after punt. It was so brutal. But as a whole, the game was close. So I can't complain too much. But that second half was not exactly pretty. I think the Bengals took note on how the Chiefs played them in the second half each game. <laughs> they just decided, like, yeah, fuck, we've done enough. That's it. Well, the defense did what they usually do. The uh, defense woke up in the second half. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, the Rams, we're going to talk about McVay in a little bit, but let's just say it wasn't exactly a great game scripting job by him. J.C. Stone says only nine months until the refs fuck up another NFL game. NFL. You got USFL in about, I don't know, a month or two? You got the refs that couldn't make it in the NFL. <laughs> so that'll be fun. Um, yeah, no, that was... Uh, that, that, like one out of ten, what do you give the Super Bowl? I'll give this pass one like a six. I was, that was exactly the number that was in my head. It was, it was fine, you know. Game was close, whatever. But I can't say that it was good football for the majority of it. Uh, no, no, not at all. James Mounts in the house. What's up, James? Happy, happy Monday to you, David. The Italian says I took the second half under twenty four. I was happy. There you go. That was a good solid play. Didn't want to see any overtime there. I'm guessing. Uh, I had. On my Rocket Mortgage Squares, Scott, I had three and zero. That hit twice. I had it the wrong way. I had uh, I had the uh, what was it twenty three twenty. So I had the I had the Bengals, the Bengals three and the Rams zero, and that hit zero times. So, fuck. Um, I I put together all my my two my two best plays. That I took for premiums were uh, I I took Cincinnati on the money line because that's just the way it normally goes if the if the underdogs get there they usually win out right and i took the under and then i took 11 prop bets i finished half a unit up i know you said you were uh, about three units up on your stuff so that's cool yeah and for the nfl i was 3.2 i lost the college basketball play though so i factored that in too but yeah made two plus units uh shout out to the gatorade definitely saved the day the blue gatorade which both of us really liked uh besides that i had a brutal beat on odell i had him over uh 60 and a half he got yeah. injured in the second quarter. I leached onto that as well. I had any time touchdown, so yeah, that was solid cash. But I, I yep. also had Hendrickson sack with you. Yep, and that was as easy as it comes. Fourth so. play, <laughs> fourth yep. play, bud. Uh, Jones says we're all going to be getting withdrawal now that football's over. Happy Valentine's Day! Hey, Happy Valentine's Day to you, Joan. I hope it's a good one for you. I hope you get to spend it uh, however you want. If it's if you got somebody in your life, I hope you guys have a great time. And if you don't. 
Uh, fuck them. I'm sure they're missing out. So uh, yeah, what are you do? What are you doing for Valentine's Day, buddy? Uh, I was watching tennis this afternoon. <laughs> well, at least you'll see. At least finally get some love, huh? Yeah, something like that. It was forty love actually. Do you, do you guys see? Uh, do you guys see baseball happening next month? Once Ryan, uh, once Ryan Page. The truth is. No, I think spring training will be delayed I think we're about by a, a couple of weeks. I think we're going to be a month behind. Okay, a month. I said a couple of weeks. Yeah. Somewhere I hope you're right. I do think you will get opening day, I'd say, normal time. Really? Or at least, may, worst case, maybe a week off or two. Okay. But I do think at the end, after it drags on for a little bit, both sides will realize after the whole pandemic year. Can't fuck it we up. We kind of have to get back to work. They can't fuck this up, man. So I do think eventually they'll figure it out, but yeah. I do think spring training is going to get chopped in half. Uh, Stafford, two picks, golden. Yeah, that was one of my favorite props that I hit plus money on, uh, plus 140, was at least three touchdown passes and at least two interceptions. So uh, I was happy about that. Can we say can we say the refs cost them a game? For the Bengals? Yeah, I mean, was it a makeup call? Because you're starting to see a little bit of that twittering around. I can't argue as a makeup call when the original bad call happened about an hour and change prior. So I don't think it was a makeup call to that degree. You can make an argument that, you know, Cincinnati maybe grabbed him, maybe didn't, but, you know, it makes up for the Higgins thing. Can we call a false start on the play? Holy shit. Are you we, like, you and I, four of the five offensive linemen who jumped back before the you game. and I had talked about this all season long, mostly on our NFL show, about how that just didn't seem to be called this year. Um, I watched, I watched the Kansas City Chiefs do it all season long. I watched I, in any in any other, and that's a new thing because they're always calling that. But I, I apparently they're letting they're letting them get about a quarter second. Point point two second head start and getting into pass getting into pass blocking. Either way, that was that was my main point. Is that even if you agree with me that the actual hold itself was an atrocious call, which it was, I didn't see anything. You can't compound that with the fact the play should have never happened because basically the entire offensive line flinched before the snap. Yep, James Mouse says the Bengals offensive line not good and they did and they never got holding calls throughout the playoffs. Yeah, they there wasn't a lot of holding calls. There was the the referees that they matched up with. Uh, Torbert Torbert, by the way, was the substitute referee that refereed the Kansas City Bengals regular season game, mm-hmm. where they got the questionable call in the end zone that would have given the Chiefs the win. So I didn't have a ton of sympathy, even though it cost me money. I was like, well, there you go. Sucks, doesn't it? Um. Yeah, Browns backers says so many. Yeah, so many false starts on the Rams weren't called. Agree. It's, it's it's a thing this year. When I don't fucking understand it, but yeah, they're letting them do it. Ha! <sighs> All right. Uh, I mean, we got a lot more to talk about with this game through the actual segment. Here's my here, here's my thing with the, with the whole refs with the whole refs. You can't you can't just come down and go. Well, the refs caused Cincinnati that game because without help from the refs, Cincinnati would have never been in that position. Because you're not going to see a much more obvious call missed than the face mask on Ramsey there, or face mask you know against Ramsey, whatever. When they grabbed Ramsey's face mask and threw him to the ground. Uh, you got an explanation for that? I, obviously, I guess you don't. You got an official that's not in a, the good position to see it, but come on now. Uh, it's a call you got to make. Uh, see, the funny part is, 
let's just say that you ended up still having the pass interference challenge system in place. Yeah. Can you call that if it's offensive face mask and not offensive pass interference? I was wondering the same thing. I I, I don't know, man. Because you know they've got the, you know they've got the video crew now that can uh, correct an egregious error for something, and it's, it's it's only reviewable plays. So if there's, you know, something that they that they missed on the field or something like that, it's usually something in, along the lines of a a personal foul or something that the officials miss, but. Why can't we correct that, Scott? It's not pretty. I feel like it's a spot where the NFL, we talk about how it makes billions of dollars every single year, how they throw out a fake million dollars on marijuana research and how they kind of show some of their funds in disingenuous ways. I still don't understand two things. One, how you don't have a perfect or at least somewhat perfect review system in place. Right. Especially since it's such an impactful moment to get these calls right. Mm -hmm. B is the concussion situation. I don't know how you can't find better helmets. That's a set. That's a personal. You know what? I think they're, I think they're working hard to find helmets. I think it's, it's just a case of physics, Scott. You can't have guys going 10 to 15 miles an hour running head, running headlong into each other, leading with their heads and not have a cause problem. I get it. I'm just saying when you're showing it, when you, when you're making billions and billions of dollars, I do question if you're shelling out enough money to all of the appropriate causes. That's kind of my point. Uh, Gregory Nagus says, uh, I was pulling for Joe Burrow so he could become uh, the first Heisman Trophy winner, number one pick out of college, and national champion, and a Super Bowl winner. I didn't I didn't realize that. That would have, uh, have been a great trivia question because I would have had to stop and think about anybody that qualified for that. So, uh, Do you think he towards ACL? I haven't read anything on it today. Have you? I have not. I it didn't look good. Let's put it that way. Neither I, one I of those might have torn something. Ne, well, Stafford going down earlier didn't look good either. His yeah. foot foot was practically one eighty from his from his from his leg. I don't know how the fuck you get up for that. You know that's I just mean, that looked like a clear a sprain. Yeah, Burrow just straight up grabbed his knee. Yeah, and just assumed that he was gonna potentially. I did, I expected Burrow to keep playing. It was a Super Bowl. I figured he would tough it out, but you can tell it didn't look great. Greg, you're saying I'm from Louisiana, and the New Orleans and the Rams messed over the Saints in the Superdome. Oh, yeah, that was that was the uh, that was the hit that changed the changed the rule where they did the year of pass interference review be, just because of that play. So, mm-hmm. James, I'm actually going to disagree with you there. I was fine with Cup getting the MVP. Stafford, I think, would have gotten it had a he not thrown two picks, or b the game winning touchdown did not go to Cup. I think if it ended up going to Van Jefferson and he makes that first down throw that we just saw, I think Stafford probably wins the MVP. But the truth is, he was pretty brutal for about two quarters, and Cup finished with 92 yards, with two touchdowns, with the game-winning touchdown, and the fact he had one of the greatest receiver seasons of all time. I was not surprised Cup got the award. No, I wasn't. I thought I thought it was going to be close. I thought, they'd, I thought they'd give the lean to Stafford just because he was the quarterback. I thought but, the two picks were the tiebreaker there. He didn't. It, that's exactly right. That you can't really give it to him. He and he. I don't think he got for. I don't think he got to three hundred either. No, I think he finished in like two two ninety seven maybe. I'm I'm looking but at two eighty three. So you can't. If the final touchdown went to somebody else. I think I think that Stafford wins that award. Probably. Yeah, I think you're probably right. But yeah, three three touchdowns, two interceptions, two eighty three. Uh, QBR sixty point eight. Yeah, yeah. You're you're not going to give it to him. So. Um, 
James, I will be honest about one thing regarding Collins. I was just, I was just going to bring that up. So the issue that I mainly have with broadcasters when it comes to really just any football crew, especially with Aikman and company, I know he didn't do the game, but can we roast the quarterbacks during the game? You don't have to tell me how difficult the throw is when he misses a throw that he's getting paid $40 million to make. The throw to Van Jefferson in the end zone was tough. Of course, you had a guy hit the throw it over. You got to make that throw, yeah, man. Yeah, that's that's a that's a, an easy throw for 80% of NFL quarterbacks right there. Like, I don't need to hear how difficult it is to arc the throw over. It's the Super Bowl. You make the throw. Can we at least acknowledge that Stafford, instead of telling me how how – you know, good the coverage was, which wasn't even the case half the time. He was brutal for about one and a half quarters of the game, and nobody said anything. Right. Yep, absolutely true. Except Collinsworth kept praising him because he's getting it done with absolutely no weapons. No weapons, Scott. One of the best receivers in NFL history. Right, except the receiver that just had arguably the best season in history, except for that guy and a full cadre of running backs and your offensive line intact, you got nothing. Zotto with a good point. Mixon, Mixon might have made that throw to Van Jefferson. Now, Mixon had the best throw that's of, the entire, of the entire day. I thought that was a great th- pass to Higgins. But I just want announcers that are willing to criticize a player every now and then. And I feel like Stafford, and really just the entire NFL season, you will hear people give the quarterbacks passes during the game when in reality, they just miss a bunch of easy throws. That Stafford throw to Van Jefferson, you have to make that pass. You're right. You're right. Okay, so let's do our thing here. Don't forget to uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. If you don't, we're going to start uh, replaying the Super Bowl commercials, which, fuck, we could do a whole show on how terrible those were. Awful. Awful commercials. Just get worse every year. The more they spend, the worse they get. I don't know how that works. Uber Eats, by the way, quick uh, non-Donkey of the Day, Donkey of the Day nominee, because that's one of the worst commercials I've seen all year. Not good. Not good, Scotty. Um, And, of course, don't forget to check out our pals right before we do. They they do the show right before this one. Chris King and Jim Williams doing just parlays every day at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. So check that out as well. All right, Scott, let's get to it here. We will... uh, Oh, man. It's going to be kind of... It's going to be kind of Super Bowl-related, by the way. Spoiler alert. So let's find out... Who you are, who you are out there, who took it in the shorts, and who took it to the bank. It's the Super Bowl edition. I'll call the cops. All right, let's get her started. If you had, oh, we talked about this one. There's a good chance, good chance we talked about a number of these, Scott. But if you had OBJ over 60 and a half, like my partner and I both did, had 52 yards, three minutes left in the second quarter, and you saw the one thing you could not take, and that was OBJ down with a torn ACL, finished with 52, one touchdown, on his way to a fantastic redemption day, and cut down in his prime if you had OBJ over 60 and a half. Call the cops. And second one, if you had Matt Stafford over six and a half rushing yards, he had seven yards with less than a minute to go. And you're praying Cincinnati drains the entire clock. Mm. They did not. Stafford took one kneel down, mm. lost the yard, finished with six. Mm. Call the cops. You know, and I've got an honorary one. Uh, let's let's do this. If you had the Rams' first half team total over 13 and a half, they had 13 points with 12.50 left in the half. 
Tony Romo, the extra point attempt. Holy shit. And they never Good had snap. a they never had oh fuck yeah, it was a perfect snap. He had the he was putting the ball down. He just he Tony Romo'd it, dude. Uh Rams had thirteen points at halftime. That's what they finished with. If you had the over thirteen and a half, call the cops. I'm gonna give you another one. Uh if you had if you rode with me on the under nine and a half in the first quarter, that was an absolutely yeah. fucking brutal beat as they had the one long... clocks. So you just need one handoff. That's it. That's all you had to have. Or complete that complete that swing pass and and tackle him in bounds, which they were set up to do. All you gotta do is fucking catch it. And no, three incomplete passes, clock doesn't run, here's your field goal. Suck a dick. You're done. That was brutal as well. Not good. Not good at all. Well, there was some good news out there. And uh, luckily, we were on the right side of some of these as well. Uh, you know who you are because you probably had a fistful of props that hit early. And uh, congratulations because you were sitting in the Super Bowl rocking chair. So, first one was a prop that both of us liked. It was Trey Hendrickson to record a sack. And he had a sack on the fourth play of the game. So, I mean, there, there was no point in watching the rest of the game, right? <laughs> there really wasn't. Uh, if you had Cam Akers under 60 and a half yards, I loved that play. We talked about that on the show. I was he, he has been awful since he came back, and he was awful yesterday. 13 carries for 21 yards. I believe his long carry was four yards, if I'm not mistaken. They he don't didn't give fumble. Him a, what's that? That counts. He, he didn't fumble. Good point. Good point. Progress. Uh, a lot of sharp people like the over there. I didn't see it and ended up being right. Congratulations. I mean, we talked about it on the show. I like the under just because of the shoulder issue and the fact that Henderson was coming back. So even if Akers looked good, I thought they would go three-person committee there. Turns out Akers got a lot of touches. He just didn't do anything with those touches. Mm -hmm. But anyway, last one. If you had Jamar Chase over... A 27 and a half yards for longest reception. Didn't take long. A casual 46-yard reception in the first quarter. Never in doubt. Now, you know, I'm not the biggest Joe Burrow fan. I think we've talked about how uh, he seems to be a little bit overrated, perhaps. But I will give him his due there. He dropped that biscuit right in the basket right there. It's a hell of a catch by Chase. It was. And it was, a fan, it was a fantastic catch. He threw the ball the only place it could have been thrown. And Jamar Chase, uh, Jamar Chase made a catch that uh, not the majority of NFL receivers make right there. So that's what it dropped. That's what it dropped. It very good, very good. Um, well, I actually want to talk to you a bit about the game before we get into these segments here. Do you blame anybody in particular for the Bengals' loss? Because Burrow, I know you just said that you think he's a bit overrated, and I do know the media was treating him like a god for the last couple of weeks, but. I'm not going to blame him for being on his ass the entire second half. I feel like he was just set up to get absolutely crushed. He got injured. He played through it. I'm not going to blame Burrow for the game yesterday. You can blame Eli Apple, which is the fun angle. I'm not going to do that. You can blame the refs for the holding call on third down, but I don't even know who you blame. Do you just blame the offensive line? Yeah. You, you, you blame the lack of ability of the right side of that offensive line to hold up under pressure or blame injuries or whatever you want to do. So, Scott, Jamar Chase, generational talent, fantastic player. Were we right that they should have draft, drafted an offensive lineman instead of Jamar Chase? Did it, take, See, did, it, did it take us 20 games or 21 games to find our vindication, but did we ultimately find it, Scott? I'm actually kind of happy you asked that question because I was going to ask that and I forgot to when I thought about the game last night. Right. They probably don't get to the Super Bowl 
without Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. But it depends how bad Burrow's injury is in the game. Right. Because if he, worst case scenario, tears an ACL again, which would be his second torn ACL in two years. Different one, by the way. Yeah, you can make a serious argument that as good as Chase is, you probably don't want your quarterback to have two knee surgeries in his first two years. But I do think you take Chase because Chase is already a a top five, top ten receiver in the league. What was, uh, yeah, I, I, it's, 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 a, I, I get why you're asking. It. Yeah. It's kind of, I, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not taking a victory lap our, or anything. Cover our tracks because we said Cincinnati was stupid. Not taking an offensive lineman in the first round. Can say when but, we say they made a great draft pick, but they were stupid not to spend some money and get some help. Yes, that's fair. I, I, I just think that at the end of the day, Chase got you there in my opinion. Yeah. So I do think that it was worth it in the end, but all of our concerns about that offensive line we're 100% right. They just managed to overcome Burrow getting killed and making it to the championship game anyway. Temple checking in said that was a dumb question, Scott. <laughs> I didn't ask it. <laughs> I did. No, I'm, I'll take the fucking in and I'll say what. No, it wasn't because you got your all-star quarterback that lost half a year last year due to a, a knee injury. And now you, you took a record number of sacks, not a record number, but he took the most sacks in the NFL and looking at another knee injury. So is I it, think a, it is a playoff record, though? He got sacked it is what, 16 a, times in two games except alone? 19. Oh, in two games, yes. And then in in th- three in the other two, yes. Sacks? Yeah. So 19 total. James Mounts brings up a good comp. Yeah, he would be Joe Namath. Absolutely right. Joe, mm-hmm. Poor Joe limping around on those fucking knees at the end of his career with the Chargers or the, the Rams and shit. Runs back right. I told you, man. Sharp money coming in on heads. <laughs> Fuck. It's my money, man. I was feeling heads this year. I want to know where Curdy Flirty is. He, he called the national anthem right. He was one for two. He said that he said the anthem was going over. By the way, still loved the under there. It was clicking right along. I'm like, oh, I'm going to catch this easy fucking ticket. And then wide shot. Here comes the choir. And I'm like, oh, I am fucked. And I said it out loud watching the game by myself. And I was absolutely right because the choir started. They started uh, uh, sustaining the notes. She's fucking double hit brave. I mean, it was just it was just a clusterfuck from uh, from Rockets Red Glare. It was the bingo card of what not to look for with an underbet on the national anthem. Uh, somebody asked about being able to parlay par uh, being able to parlay prop bets. Uh, All your props, you can. The rest, you can. Right. That's that's pretty much the, that's pretty much the rule of thumb. You you can't have any kind of any kind of a hint of correlation at all. And uh, they're they're not. I wish you could parlay the Gatorade color with the coin toss, but unfortunately, you can't. <laughs> God, that would be a, the, they just call that the D-Gen special. I mean, I hit the D-Gen special. I had heads and blue, so that pretty much. I mean, the coin toss, of course, I had a fun bet on. I'm not counting it for anything record wise, but the blue Gatorade pretty much saved my entire afternoon. Yeah, I went the wrong. I went the wrong way, and I said red first. Then I got the tip from from Curdy Fleur. I started thinking about it. Yeah, it's going to be blue or gold. So since he's got a tip on the yellow, I'm going yellow. So, yeah, <laughs> fuck. I just uh, threw yellow in anyway, because I figured the Rams would go blue. I thought the Bengals were the question mark. So I, I mostly just went blue because of the recency bias. I believe two of the last three were blue. Mm-hmm. Red I had no interest in, because I can't remember the last time there even was a red Gatorade used for a coach. Uh, Temple says Temple, they should have spent money on alignment. And I think that's kind of the consensus we've come to. Because Jamar Chase is such a, is such a talent that you can, you can't pass that up. But they absolutely should have fortified that offensive line. 
um, yeah. better ba- better like backups though, if nothing else. The counterpoint you could have there is that before Burrow fully proved himself as being a top 10 quarterback in the league, even if you think he's overrated, I think you'd agree that he's top 10. Oh, right? sure, sure. So would an offensive lineman, I know money, of course, is pretty persuasive, but would you want to go to Cincinnati, who was, who was what, 4-12 and 12 last year? Mm-hmm. They went would six, six games in two there? years. Yeah, no. would you want to go there? Probably not. But no, the point I, is now yeah. that you've proven that you have a Super Bowl, I'd say, competitive roster, I do think more players, offensive linemen in particular, would be more interested in going to Cincinnati. Yep, I, I totally agree. Bill McDonald says, saw that you guys were on with Allie and uh, Detroit Lenny yesterday. Yeah, we, uh, we had a great time with them. They are... They're a lot, man. They're high energy. I, they're, we got to have them back on the show, dude, because it's, it's a fucking, it's, it's a good, fun. it's a good time. Uh, Bronco Devil says, I feel DJ when I, when I bet, uh, when I bet on spring training. <laughs> now, you did not bet spring training last year, right? Uh, spring training, I did not. I know you liked the Royals, and the one time you picked the Royals, they lost 13 0. Right. They still end up winning the league. But yeah. as they as they almost always do, but yeah, the one time I picked them, they went they were got just hammered. Uh, it was a it was somebody that was pitching that had been just fucking lights out, and they were, you know apparently that was the day to work on their knuckle curve or whatever, and yeah, they just got Brad, hammered. Brad, I'm assuming you mean OBJ. I feel bad OBJ, for LBJ too. I was gonna say Lyndon B. John, Lyndon B. Johnson's been he had a good you know, run doing his own thing for like, a good run. I'm all right with LBJ, but no, I think you mean OBJ. LeBron was there. See, I found LeBron's presence weird. Because not because of course he was there and he's the most influential basketball player like that's fine. I don't know who he was rooting for mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because he's in LA. I wondered the same thing. I think maybe Rams, but he's he's Ohio to the core, man. But he's Ohio to the core, but he's always been a Browns guy. Yep, yep. Would he have been celebrating no matter what? Uh, I'm not gonna make this a LeBron special because I don't really care, but I'm just curious. Was he gonna cheer no matter what? Yeah, I think so. I I, I think so. I don't know. Um. Oh, Canada, 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 China over four and a half goals. That's a sweet DGen special. It's like four and a half. That's that like that, a that huge be, minus price. That must Canada be, might score seven. Those must be a team total, right? I'm assuming it's a team total because Canada so, should score like seven. Did they? Who did, did they ride in LA? I didn't see that. Did they? Did they turn cars and fucking uh, set cars on fire and shit? Bronco, that's a pretty that's a pretty good call there. You took LBJ to pass the civil rights act to minus one twenty. That's a bargain. It's going to close at minus one fifty. Okay, that's so far. That's the comment of the day. Right you know, he there. did a great job in uh, Forrest Gump. Hell of an actor. You know, they uh, Ali and Detroit Lenny talked about all the contests they do on their show, and I think we're going to start doing that because I thought it was a good idea. Oh, it's, I, I think it sounds fantastic. I might stop. I might, and, and here's a, here's a, a piece of news. I may stop doing Capper of the day. And just roll it into like weekly contests with our guys with with real prizes and shit. I think that I think that'd be fun. I think that sounds fun. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, they got stupid out in L.A. Fuck. That doesn't surprise. Although we've seen L.A., they don't need a much of an excuse to, to hold a riot. Uh, Paulie, even if you don't like OBJ, there's no way he faked the injury. No, he's completely destroyed. Oh God, yeah, no, no, he was. Like, I, I get it. If you don't like him and you think he's a head case, yeah. There's no way he faked the injury. His ACL is like totally destroyed. That's what he waited his like, whole... like that is no. <laughs> like, he, he's done. He, he needs he, massive surgery. He waited his whole fucking life to see it. David said he saw it on the morning news. Morning news. That's his sec- Jesus that's Christ. His second ring? Or is that his first ring? 
he wasn't there for the first for the for the uh second one against new england right i don't think so i think he was the year i don't think he was there either no i think that that would have been his first ring um i loved i'd love to win the chief spinning lamp um dude that's one of the coolest things i ever saw and uh oh that's bronco saying that fuck off <laughs> i know he doesn't want the spinning lamp uh ajs says i won two capper contests already excellent uh the whole super bowl setting was terrible crowd was dead halftime entertainment uh not a fan not a fan uh obviously from st louis so no hard feelings well, I mean, the truth is that the Super Bowl now is for the rich because it's what's the cheapest ticket? Six thousand dollars? No, no. I mean, you can get in a lottery and get them at face for price, which is probably twelve hundred. I saw parking or... outside was a couple thousand dollars. Yeah, somebody was somebody was talking about a six thousand dollar parking spot, some kind of VIP. That's what I'm saying. Some kind so of VIP if you want, if you want the fully entertained, crazy crowd that you see like in college football. You're not going to get in the Super Bowl because most people, your average Joe Schmo, they can't go. So you're going to see a lot of fans, kind of, mostly celebrities who can afford the ticket. But that's also why I'm a bigger fan of college football. I think the crowd in college football is just unparalleled. Yeah, yeah, no question about that. Uh, James Mounts brings up a point that you and I were talking about when we were doing our pre-show today, and that is the Rams' role if OBJ doesn't get hurt. I think we. I both, think they win by fourteen. 14 plus. Yeah, I think you and I both agree with that. But that ain't the way it worked out. Uh, Eli Apple, holy shit, man. Bad. Mm, mm, mm. Just awful. Just awful. That's Just, another position the Bengals need. Another corner wouldn't hurt you. Yeah, absolutely right. Okay, let's talk a little bit about this because this is uh, the rich don't want to hear that kind of music. Bring in the Temptations. I think the Temptations. They did a salute to Motown. I think the temps and the tops and all that, that was a great show, by the way. Uh, by the way, Scott, there is a right answer to this question. Best show, uh, Super Bowl show of all time? Ooh. I'll tell you what, though. I'm not going to vote for the past this past one. Okay. I, th I think it's top three or top five. Okay. I thought it was very good. It was good. I still think Prince Purple Rain in the Rain is still like an all-time. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, water shortage. They've built a lake outside the stadium. That's a great point. That's a great fucking point. All you hear, water rationing, don't water your yards. And can we have a lake in the middle of fucking Englewood? Is that possible? Uh, Brownsbacker, I was talking with my wife last night about the same thing when she got home was watching the game with me. Why do you have a fucking dome in Los Angeles? It's 82 degrees outside in February. That's why you have the Super Bowl in Los Angeles. You wanted to put it in a fucking dome, you could put it in Detroit. You know, they did that once. They put it in Minneapolis once. They put in defense there, though, the Cardinals have a dome in Arizona. That's true. Well, because it's fucking hot. September yeah. can be 105 degrees in Arizona. Can't it be hot in Los Angeles? <laughs> What's that? No, it's not going to be. Maybe not that hot. It's not the, you know, it's not the goddamn it's not desert. The desert if you're on the other side of the valley, dude, where they are, you're, you don't get to 95 much even in the summer. Now, the valley gets hot because it's, it's a desert, but on the other side of the mountains, no, no. Yeah. AJS wants us to do some picks today. <laughs> well, okay. We, we uh, talked about the Super Bowl for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's the Super Bowl, so you know we're going to fucking yak about it. But number two, and neither one of us love this card. <laughs> so it's not a great card. I mean, 
too damn hot in Phoenix. Uh, yeah, well, for six months it is, but for the other six months, it's a great place to be. So I'll tell you what, the one thing I do want to add to my bucket list on sporting events I want to go to, I want to go uh, by the 16th hole at the Waste Management. Yeah. Yeah. That's an all-time thing that I got to actually look into. And that was, and I mentioned it because, of course, that was in Phoenix, but that's a hell of, that's the type of environment you want for the Super Bowl. You I'm, just want people going nuts. I'm all about it. And and I'm old, Scott, and I like traditional golf. I love the Masters. But fuck, let's have a let's have a tournament where it's chugging beer and throwing shit onto yeah, the course. Have even fuck one them. hole, hole in one, just start bombing beer cans. Yeah, I'm in. You know what? If Go. no if for no other reason, just to piss off those stodgy golf motherfuckers, man. Mm-hmm. Sorry. You know my you know my theory, and I've yet to be disproven, uh, except by my own child, but I have a theory that anybody plays better than bogey golf. I've never met one that wasn't a fucking douchebag. Okay. <laughs> so let's see if I can piss off some good golfers that follow us. <laughs> and maybe if I you're out there, look- I'm ready to stand corrected. But the only one I haven't met that wasn't a douchebag, and my kid plays my kid plays consistently in the 80s. He's not a great golfer, uh, but he's not a douchebag because I raised him. All right. So I, I personally, all I know is that I've never been to Phoenix. I would actually really love to be at the 16th hole for that tournament. Yeah. It just seems like a hell of a time. Yep, absolutely. Are you guys coming to Vegas in March? Scott is. I don't think I am. I would like to go to Vegas sometime during the NFL season. I like to go out for an NFL college football weekend. So maybe. I haven't officially booked it, but I'd say probability-wise, there's about an 80% chance I'll be there. Brad Crawford said, I played the 16th hole at Waste Management last September. Very cool. Does not look the same. Obviously, yeah, no bleacher script. Mm. Not, not, nobody in line to see Brad play? Come on, dude. Uh, did you get a hole in one? Did, did you par it at least? That's what, that's what I want to know. I played Bubble Beach one time, Scott. That's that's the, the only claim to fame that I... That's the only famous golf course I ever played Spyglass. Was your handicap north or south of 40? Oh, fuck no. I'm an awful golfer. Yeah, oh. uh, yeah that's 40 is a pretty good number. That, that's in it was uh it, i can truly say i've never played a hole of golf dude that was 1985 and i think we paid 350 dollars. i can't even imagine what it fucking costs now to play out there mm. but it's it was unforgettable just i highly recommend it that should be a bucket list thing there um you had that chance in november in vegas i dude i didn't want to uh i wasn't into traveling with the fucking pandemic once once delta came and all the bullshit again old fat man here scott travel fuck he's fine he sniffles. Me, I get it. I'm the fucking. I'm, I'm on a vent. So, no, I wasn't. I wasn't willing to chance it. That's why we didn't go out this fall. So, we because we talked about doing it. Uh, what tees did you play from? <laughs> uh, uh, that shouldn't even be a question. Uh, I did not play from the blacks. How about that? I'll tell you what, though. All I know is that when it comes to golf, I've never actually played a full hole. Yeah. On an actual course. Okay. However. I will give anybody the business in mini golf. Anybody. Fair enough. All right, let's look at tonight's card. Anything to call you like? Uh, you like Bill and Mary, Scott? Getting getting a shit ton of points. Yeah, because I'm gonna go against Wilmington, who's covered almost every uh, conference game except the game that we had together. That game already started, by the way. They're in the second half. Oh, did it? Fuck them then. Wilmington yeah. way up. Uh, Wilmington's up six right now. Okay. So, so. William and Mary is actually hanging in there, but. Uh, looking at the actual card, I was tempted by bon- uh, St. Bonaventure. Yeah. Minus two. The tricky part in that game is they just played each other over the weekend. So I have a hard time fully evaluating the immediate rematch, especially with since St. Louis was favored in the first game. And we know St. Louis has been the more consistent team overall. 
but I would lean Bonaventure just because I do think they've been underperforming this season. And that's the kind of win that might turn around your season. Yeah. Well, they had, they didn't they have a nice win against St. Louis last time out. This is a back well, to, I'm saying that back over back, the weekend. They, yeah. beat, they beat St. Louis yeah. last game on the road. So that is the type of game that yeah, I had. Sl- I had slew there. They jumped up on me. Yeah. So I'm saying I like Bonaventure in this one, but it's really tough to beat the same team back to back with like one or two days off in between. Yep. So I'm kind of tempted to stay away, but I would lean Bonaventure in that spot. Asking about IUPU Fort Wayne against Cleveland State. Cleveland State kind of doing their thing, always, uh, always on just sort of under the radar till this time of year when they usually put a little kick in it. Um, Scott, this uh, Fort Wayne team has been decent. Covered uh, covered three of the last four. Um, the only one they didn't cover against was IUPUI when they beat them by 15 instead of 19. I'll give you a pass there. This Cleveland State team playing very good basketball right now. But uh, not exactly a road a fantastic road team and they've like most ar- college teams. What's that? Like most college teams. Right. And they've already played Fort Wayne twice at home and failed to cover 10 and a half each time. So is the number a little bit of an overcorrection? You like uh, Cleveland State here or are you on uh, are you on the home team catching a couple points? Well, there has been a decent amount of money on Cleveland State. I believe they opened up at plus 1. Now they're at minus 2. But I'm actually going to go with the home team here. IPFW has been a mediocre team this season because they're really good at home and really awful on the road. But they're at home for this game. So I do think you're looking at some value potentially with IPFW. I'm going to go with them. I feel like this is kind of a coin flip game. And Cleveland State has not impressed me on the highway this season. They haven't been awful, but they're not great. I do think that you're looking at a spot where if you liked Cleveland State, I think you might have missed the boat on it because you already missed a three-point line move with a favorite switching. Yeah. I think it's IPFW or pass. All right. Yeah, fair enough. I I, I feel bad being late to the party, but I, uh, I'm i the other way. I'm, I'm Cleveland State or pass there. Um, reason why Nets are underdogs at Sacramento. Because they've lost 11 straight. There you go. I mean, Sacramento's a brutal road team. They did beat the Wizards last time out on the road. They got Sabonis, so now they have a big man to go with Fox. I still hate the trade for them, but for the sake of their overall roster, Kyrie's going to be out because, of course, it's a home game, so he's not playing. Simmons is not playing. Curry and Drummond should be in the lineup, so they're going to help out the depth. But we got, we're got we actually going to talk about this game a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But I do think the Kings are attempting play, but there has been money on... The Nets, I can't back the Nets with no Kyrie and no KD. I mean, I don't know how I'm supposed to back them. They've lost 11 in a row. Harden's out again. <laughs> uh, Harden's on a different team, but yes, he is still out again. <laughs> is he out? I, I, for me, it's I didn't even know if he was back. really out. I was just Maybe even a Kings team total over. Just I don't know how you look at the Nets and you're looking at Patty Mills, Seth Curry, and what, Cam Johnson? Are those your three best offensive players? Oof. Really? Yeah, you're right, though. I mean, they, they don't have many guys. Yeah, yep. Um, Washington State, Oregon. All of a sudden, I like Oregon on the overnight. All of a sudden, Ooh, Beavers uh, playing some playing some decent ball. Scott winning. What uh, are the Ducks? I mean, the, I mean the Ducks. Sorry, winning winning four of their last five. 
came up short against California where they actually just fucking puked on their shoes. Uh, that was the last game too. So as soon as Oregon seems like they turn a corner, yep, they completely fall apart at home against California. I still like Oregon in the spot. Yeah. Defensively, I just think that they're going to put the clamps down. Washington State, though, has actually been decent on the road this season. They're not terrible. No. No. They And they had that... They had that little stretch where the defense really stepped up against Utah, Colorado, Stanford, and California, where they were giving up like in the low 50s. And uh, I jumped on them. And uh, of course, they've lost and filled the cover two in a row since then. So you're welcome, all you uh, Washington State fans. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just think somebody said they're going to have a hard time getting to 55. That could be true. They uh, they may have a hard time getting to sixty. I'm not sure I put it at fifty five, but it, it yeah. could be sixty or less. And is sixty or less, Oregon's going to cover easily. So yeah, I I see like a sixty eight, sixty one type of game, something like that. Yep. Brad says, yeah, we were all on slew Friday night. Yep, yep, mm-hmm. absolutely. Good tells him, but it's easy to beat a team three times. <laughs> He's all my shit today, man. He really is. Fucking Broncos fans. What do you expect? Uh, Paulie says I just throw darts. I like throwing darts. You I, ever I, bet I, on darts? I yeah, I fucking bet on darts. <laughs> there, I'm not. There's not many things I haven't bet on. Is like, it bad that the crowd at the average dart match was better than the crowd at the Super Bowl? Mm, yeah, bad? I, would say, I would say that, that is dart bad. crowd for the like the Premier League for darts, absolutely wild. It's a hell of a crowd. Oh, it's a good time. It's a good time. Ryan Page wants to know, since they lost Betty Heald and Bagley, who do they fucking have? Well, they got Sabonis, yeah. who's really good. They still kept Fox, still got Harrison Barnes. Their team isn't good, but you're comparing their roster to the Nets, and they have enough talent to beat a team that's lost 11 in a row. The Nets, people go, how have they lost this many games? Because half their team is dead. Hey, and we didn't, get a chance to, we didn't get a chance to get to this officially, so I'm not going to do the whole fucking thing, but... The donkey of the day was going to be Vernon Hargraves for getting a fucking penalty when he wasn't on the active roster. <laughs> is is that one of the most egregious penalties ever? <laughs> it's not a good one. I mean, I don't know how much it mattered because it was half a distance to the goal at the end of the first half. Nobody scored after that, so it wasn't like it really had any impact on the game. But seeing the guy limping onto the field to celebrate just to get a penalty was absolutely hilarious to me. That's just funny. Yeah. Dart matches, yep. Dart matches are kind of hype. I've bet them before. Yep. Uh, do we like the Warriors tonight? Uh, we'll take a look. And uh, Jones says she's going to ride with Vermont till the wheels fall off. I don't disagree with that. Vermont, I said first week of the season, they're clearly the best team in the American East, and I believe they can wrap up the one seed. I think with a win tonight. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I think they can wrap up the one seed in the conference. I, they're undefeated in conference play, so they, I'm saying I think they, they got to be. Getting, I think they can put a bow on it. I was going to say they got to be getting close to the uh, magic number. Um, Warriors tonight, Scott. Uh, going, I'm tempted by it. I am too. Uh, I am too. The Clippers team, obviously not good. Um, but the Warriors Powell's out for about a month now. Uh, Warriors one and five against the number here in the second half of the season. I'm not thrilled about that. I got to be honest no. with you. They let teams hang around all the time. Yep. Which is the concern. I like the under. There has been money coming in on the under. Of course, the Warriors defense has been struggling a bit lately, but. I'm looking at the Clippers' offense, and I know that Powell did not play last game. Mm-hmm. They won. They scored less than a hundo, but they won. Powell was the guy they traded for at the deadline who was supposed to provide a spark. But who do they have? 
Yeah, I mean, you got what Marcus Morris and Reggie Jackson. Like that. That's your main offensive. Is Morris healthy now? Yeah. yeah okay. But I mean, you got him. You got Reggie. A little bit of Terrence Mann in there, but you just don't have many guys. No. And Golden State offensively, Thompson looked great against the Lakers. Curry's been awful for a month and a half, two months, which is extremely concerning. Uh, but uh, Wiggins is a pretty good defender. Kaminga is a pretty good defender. I'd look at the under. I just think 220 is too high when I'm really not sure if the Clippers even get to 105. All right. Yeah. Do you think the Clippers get to 105? Well, I, I don't know if that's really a certainty. I mean, this is this for whatever reason, this Lakers defense is just puking up points right now, man. They've uh I mean the Warriors defense. I mean the Warriors defense. They've they've given up 111 or more in five of their last six. I, I can't get behind an under with the team playing like that. You're giving up 116 to the Knicks. Come on, man. No. All right, you ready? Uh, I got juiced on the Blue Gatorade last night. I uh, no brainer with the Rams, and he told me what they were uh, making up. Yeah. Oh man! All right, let's do it, Scott. It is that time. It is Monday. We have flown through the show. For all those of you that were looking for more picks, we need to do another show. Maybe we'll just figure out how to do another show and and do contests and shit. Yeah, just fucking let's do it. Let's light it up. We didn't really like the card that much. No, that was and that was that was part of the problem. So. And again, Super Bowl, you know, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it mainly to get it off uh, to let us vent because we haven't got to vent. So sorry for being part of our forty five minute vent, but uh, and now the time that I, I everybody's been waiting for, and I really do feel that's true because we see the fucking numbers swell. Not that they don't love us for forty minutes, Scott, but that last five minutes seems to do a lot better. So let's get ready, everybody. It's Monday. It's post Super Bowl. Put those. Put those uh, football overalls away. They're done. It's time for your basketball overalls. Get them out. Strap them up. Climb aboard your John Deere. Get out those keys with your lucky rabbit foot. And get ready to bet the farm. Scott, I do believe we had to bet the farm play for Friday night. How'd that end up doing? We had the Thunder. Plus 14 against the 76ers. They lost. But only by 13. So we won. Get those good numbers! Yeehaw! All right. What do we got cooked up for today, my friend? So we're going with a player prop, and it's going to involve the Kings and the Nets game. And we like Kings point guard, De'Aaron Fox, over 23.5 points, around minus 104. I believe it's mostly minus 110, but we did find a minus 104. Uh, Fox has been doing well offensively lately. He has scored at least 26 points in each of the last four games. Brooklyn's defense, not very good. Brooklyn has allowed at least 112 points in each of the last seven. And the Nets now have Patty Mills and Seth Curry as their starting backcourt. Good luck with that defensive matchup against De'Aaron Fox. Probably will not go well. And Sacramento also... Plays very up-tempo. Sacramento ranks 6th in the league in pace. Brooklyn ranks 11th. We think that this game should turn into a track meet. There's a reason why the total in this one's 228. We expect to see points. And Fox should lead the way because he's been doing really well lately. And the Nets really have no one who can guard him. Horrible, horrible defense is the Brooklyn Nets. We like uh, Fox over the 23.5 points. So... There you go, guys. That's our Bet the Farm play, and that is our Monday show. Put a wrap on that because we are done, folks. Thanks very much for checking us out. 
Don't forget to check out all the offerings over here at the Winners and Winers Sports Betting Network, as well as our uh, our regular old website, winnersandwiners.com. It is the preeminent site in the world for um, sports betting and uh, information, so check that out as well. Thanks, everybody, for being here. We do appreciate it. Make sure you come back and see us each and every day, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, as Scott and I will do our very best to help you to head back to the window. Take care, everybody.